Bethany. Happy uh, Fourth of July weekend. It's so good to see everyone. And if you're watching online, it's really great to have you too. And uh, I just want to let you know we're starting this new series, IOU, and uh, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 13. If you'd turn to Romans chapter 13, the next three weeks, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, all the things that you should never talk about at a family Thanksgiving uh, dinner where you invite all your relatives, uh, politics, uh, religion, and money. You know, it's like, oh my goodness. So we do it in the summer because there's less people and uh, we don't offend as many people as possible. So uh, anyway, I, I got this to, you know, try to stay away from all the minds. Uh, our, our nation is so polarized and, and Christians are even fighting over all kinds of stuff, the left versus the right and mask or not mask, vaccines, not vaccines. People are just, you know, angry and people are moving around and, and I've been called all kinds of names. I've been called, you know, a sheep, you know, I've been called uh, all kinds, you know, I've been called chicken and even worse stuff than that. I've gotten two page emails that are single spaced, you know, with no margins, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I've been accused of being, you know, afraid and it's just been uh, kind of an amazing thing. So, you know, I'm going to try not to step in those minds, but I, I wanted to look at Romans chapter 13. I'm going to read it to you and, and I want you to know that I think that what we're going to be looking at is biblical and it's really the the response of how should we live Christ as citizens? How should we live Christ as citizens? And if you're a pre-Christian, this may be really new to you because you've seen some, you know, Christians act out or you've seen stuff on the internet and you just kind of like, whoa, that's a Christian? So uh, I just want you to know that this is what, uh, you know, the Bible teaches about how Christians are to live out Christ uh, as citizens. So, uh, I want you to know that I really love our country. As I talk about this stuff, I, I love America. Uh, I love uh, our, our, our system. You know, I think democracy is a terrible system, but it's the best one invented so far. You guys have heard that before. So anyway, uh, let me start off by giving you our theme verse. If you look at Romans uh, chapter 13, verse 8. Now, this is a great verse. It says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt of love. Love each other. And then uh, the English Standard Version says, oh, no one anything except to love each other. And then uh, the New American Standard Bible says, oh, nothing to anyone except to love one another. And so we're going to be looking at that kind of in depth. But let me just read to you verses 1 through 10 so we kind of get the context. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong... And be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. And this is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. 
For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not commit, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other commands there may be are subbed up, summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So uh, I want to talk about this idea of, of biblical civics. That's the name of this message, biblical civics. And the definition of civics defined is the study of the rights and duties of a citizenship or the study or science of privileges and obligations of citizens. So how should we live out Christ as citizens here in America? So let me give you uh, six things, uh, six things. Number one is be subject, be subject. And that's one thing that uh, many times people have a really hard time. And subject means to submit. And uh, the word that's used there in the original language is uh, hapitasso. I always like to do it kind of with an Italian accent. I've given you that before, you know, hapitasso. Uh, and it means uh, to line up, uh, to line up under uh, authority. It's primarily a military term. It was the idea of Roman soldiers lining up and getting ready to go into battle. It's the idea of of, uh, of being obedient, of being subject, under subjection, and also to carry the burden, to be responsible as you line up. And so this is the idea that we're to be subject uh, to uh, the governing authorities, to our government. And uh, the reason for that, and he gives the reason, is that the authorities that exist have been established by God. And if you rebel against that, you're rebelling against God's uh, placement of those authorities. Now, there's always exceptions, and, and our country has a tendency to love, our culture loves, you know, to make the exception more than the rule. But the rule is the idea to be subject. Uh, I think a really good example of everyone, almost everyone is subject uh, to the governing authorities is a four-way stop. I don't know if you guys go through four-way stops very often, but I do. Uh, I don't go through them, but I come to them, <laughs> and I stop. And everyone that I know, once in a while, there'll be, you know, someone like at school time, they're late and they're, and they're frustrated and they'll zoom through and they don't really wait for your turn. And you, someone will honk at them, you know, and I try not to honk at them. But, you know, there's this idea that you were there first, so you go first, the next person. And no one, when they rebel against the government, says, okay, we're going to ride through four-way stops and red lights. We're just going to drive through them, show them how rebellious we are. No one ever does that. Even during the hippie age in the 60s, no one was getting in their VW van saying, let's just race through red lights, you know, and I'm not sure why, but probably had to do it. They didn't want to die. So uh, there's something about the idea that we're to be subject to authorities. Now, the exceptions, you know, are like Hitler, Stalin, Mao Zedong, you know, Pol Pot. If, if they're asking you to break God's rules about murder or terrible stuff, of course, there is that. And then uh, the change of government happens many times. Our, our country, you know, established, you know, a couple hundred years ago uh, was established in a rebellion against uh, the British Empire. And so uh, uh, it, it happens, but we look back and say, well, that was God's hand in that. And I believe in the sovereignty of God and he's on the throne. So even those kind of things can happen. But in a general sense, God has instituted those leaders, even if you don't like them, he has instituted those leaders and we're to be subject. And that's the first thing. The second thing, if you'll notice in verse uh, six and verse seven is pay your taxes. And the next one is pay your taxes. Uh, this is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give the full time to governing. 
Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. Uh, there's this idea that we're to pay our taxes. And uh, I want you to know when Paul is writing this, St. Paul is writing this uh, to a, a church in Rome, or to house churches in Rome, uh, he's writing to uh, a government that had way more taxes than we have and much more capricious in their uh, divvying out those taxes and actually giving it to people who would, you know, make it their business and they'd charge a little extra. And it was uh, tax, 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 and tax. And we have a lot of taxes here in our in, in our country, I, I've got a list of taxes. I'm going to read you this list. I don't have all the taxes, but I'm going to read you a list of all the taxes that we have. Uh, and um, I want you to know that some of them you're going to go, yeah, that's a good tax. I like that tax. And there's a couple in here that I like. You know, when I get to the sin taxes, you know, I'm a pastor. You know, I like sin taxes. You know, there's something wonderful about taxing, you know, tobacco and alcohol and marijuana in our state, you know, that, that we have those sin taxes, you know. Um, and, you know, because you always hear, you know, the pastor's here, hide the beer, you know. So anyway, I, I want you to know that there's some taxes, and we'll get these ones, and you'll say, yeah, that's a good tax. Um, but I just want you to see how much we're taxed, and I want you to know that during the Roman Empire, it was way more than what we have. Uh, there's income tax, sales tax, excise tax, payroll tax, property tax, estate tax, gift tax. The highest rate of gift tax is at 40%. Uh, Social Security tax, Medicare tax, road HOV, lane tolls, uh, bridge tolls, driver license fees, TV cable fees and tax, federal and state telephone taxes, gas and electric bill fees and taxes, water sewer fees and taxes, sin taxes, amen, cigarette tax, alcohol tax, marijuana tax, building uh, permit fees, federal state gasoline tax, inheritance tax, marriage license fee, hunting license, fishing license, bike license, dog license, state park permits, uh, watercraft registration and licensing fees, a sports stadium tax, bike nature trail permits, uh, court case filing fee, a hotel stay tax, a soda fatty food tax, import and export taxes, air transportation tax, passport application renewal fee, uh, license plate fee, car ownership transfer tax, yacht and luxury boat tax, never paid that, uh, state and local school tax and levies, RV taxes, special assessment for road repairs for construction, uh, gun ownership uh, permit fees, that special assessment, uh, my son had a condo before they moved to Hawaii, my son uh, had a condo in uh, Tacoma and uh, a couple blocks away they were putting in that new train and he got a $2,000 uh, assessment fee. He had no uh, thing, didn't vote on it, just he got a $2,000 fee and everyone in his condo did and everyone that owned any property they got that or more and it just is fees and taxes and I don't know if you saw any that you like or dislike but we pay a lot of taxes and as Christians living out Christ, following Christ, guess what? We pay taxes. Now, in our culture and in our democracy, we're allowed to complain, you know, and we can do things about taxes. If you get a property tax that you don't like and you get the notice that it's going to go up, uh, you can appeal it. And there's just uh, amazing things in other countries. You appeal it or you complain, they'll shoot you. So there's just something wonderful about our country and the freedom that we have. And so uh, when I'm talking about this, I'm not discounting, you know, the democracy that we're living. I'm just telling you that as Christians, we pay taxes. And I want you to know that, you know, whenever I preach something like this, God reminds me that, you know, it's, it's where the rubber meets the road. Because I got a letter from the IRS this week 
telling me that I owe another $2,000. And as a pastor, I pay quarterly, you know, I have to have, do the estimate. And they said, no, you, you have to pay another $2,000. So I just wanted you to know, you know, I pay my taxes and it's a real thing. The third one is pay respect. It says, you know, if you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And when we talk about biblical civics, uh, this idea of respect and honor, we're really talking about civility. And there's almost in this polarization that we're having and the language that is being used, like, you know, the grievance politics, the, you know, the outrage machine where people are just outraged all the time, uh, where social media is being weaponized. And we're living in an age of constant argument. I don't know if you get tired of it, but there's just constant argument. And it's just haranguing all the time and people trying to speak over each other. And I want you to know that for Christians, this idea of respect to those uh, respect and honor to those honor is the idea that we have civil tone and civil tongues and that's different and that's hard sometimes but that's really important uh, I, I love that idea of respect to respect and then honor to honor and I, I want you to know that allegiance for Christians is even more for the kingdom of God than for our nation and I want you to know I love our nation I love America but I love the kingdom of God even more. And in our culture right now, there's a battle that's going on, a polarization between left and right, and people that are in the middle are being squeezed. Uh, in our state, they're getting rid of middle lanes, they're getting rid of the middle class, you know, there's all this stuff in the middle that they're getting rid of, and left and right are just polarized. But for Christians, for the kingdom of God people, we have these verses that, you know, Matthew 6.10 that says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 3.2 says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And then Luke 17.20 says, The kingdom of God is in you. And so there's this idea that the kingdom of God is, is more important and then we are ambassadors of the king. And so we are neither left nor right nor middle. We are above. And that sounds arrogant, doesn't it? But it's not. It's the idea that we love people. We love our neighbors. And we are above the fray. And that doesn't mean that, you know, Christians can't be political. We have politicians that go to Bethany. And I pray for our politicians. And that's the next one. Number four is pray for kings. And I'm going to actually jump to another verse in 1 Timothy 2. Verse 1 and 2, I just had to throw this one in because this is really important, is that you pray for kings. First of all, then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all in high positions. So that we pray for our presidents and we pray for our governor. And it doesn't matter if they're left or right, if they're liberal or conservative, if they're Republican, Democrat. We pray for our leaders. And when Paul wrote this, Nero, most likely, when he wrote this, when we think he wrote this, Nero was the king who burned Christians, who fed them to the lions, who blamed them for the, the fires in Rome. Uh, they were all, these were terrible. And as far as I know, our presidents have been way better than any of the Caesars. And this is an amazing thing. I've got to tell you one little note. Um, 
there's a play that I love. My wife and I love uh, to go to this play whenever it plays. It's called Fiddler on the Roof. And we also love uh, the movie, Fiddler on the Roof, in 1971, I think it was. And one of the reasons I really love it is my <clears throat> dad loved it. He was the one that first took me to it and uh, just loved that. And there's this one scene in this little village in Russia that is divided between Jews and Gentiles and Anateska, this, this village, and they have this rabbi. And they ask the rabbi this question, um, Rabbi, is there a prayer for the czar? Is there a prayer for the czar? And he said, yes. May the Lord keep the czar far from us. I don't know if you like that line, but I laugh every time I hear it. I just love that one. And I want you to know, since I was a kid, and, and you know, I had Christian parents, and my dad was a pastor, um, but I was uh, taught to pray for leaders. So uh, I was born during Eisenhower's um, administration, so I don't remember praying for Eisenhower, but I remember as a kid praying for John Kennedy, and I've prayed for Lyndon Johnson, and Richard Nixon, and Gerald Ford, and Jimmy Carter, and Ronald Reagan, and George Bush the first, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, his son, Barack, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and now Joe Biden. And I pray and have always prayed for every one of my presidents. And they all had flaws. Some more than others, but they all had flaws. And there's something about us uh, being Christians where we pray for kings and governors. And I pray for the governor even when I disagree with him, you know. Uh, and I hear the jokes about King Inslee, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I can laugh with that. And I can even feel that way sometimes because we're allowed to disagree. But I want you to know that I pray for him and I pray for our leaders. And uh, I hope that you will join me and pray for our president because they need wisdom and they need help. Number five, number five is conscience. Number five is conscience. If you jump back up to verse five, therefore it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. And so conscience is really important. And there's this old Baptist um, distinctive. Uh, it's historic Baptist distinctives. And uh, you know, our name of our church is Bethany Baptist. And people are always asking, what kind of Baptist are you? And we, we tell them that we're the kind that um, isn't angry about it. So uh, I, I love that, uh, that we're, you know, uh, we come out of the pietistic um, uh, tradition, uh, which isn't uh, fundamentalism and it's not, you know, political. Uh, it was mostly ethnic and there's a lot of pietistic ethnic uh, conferences. Uh, the German Baptists, the Swedish Baptists, uh, the, the Swedish Coven, uh, the Covenant uh, people. You know, there's just tons of them. Uh, the Mennonites, you know, all kinds of different ones. And the, the thing that they believed in, the one distinctive that's really interesting besides being baptized by immersion, is the right of people to soul liberty, S-O-U-L, soul liberty, or another way of putting it, religious liberty, to worship freely according to the dictates of your heart and to vote according to the dictates of your heart. And this was the idea that the Holy Spirit worked in every man and woman that had Christ and that we are to listen to them and hear them as souls that have and are directed. And so we have in our church, in all the churches that I've ever been in, in um, Converge, that's the name of our conference, 
Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives, libertarians, people in the middle, and we apolitical. We have so many different types of people. We even have people that don't believe in going to war, and we have people from the military base. And there's just something about it so wonderful uh, to have this distinctive of soul liberty and to have respect and honor in listening to people's different points of view, you know, without going ballistic on them. One note I wanted to give out, a lot of people, even Christians, are getting caught up in conspiracy. And I, I just wanted to talk about conspiracy. I would normally step down, you know, when I give my own opinion. Uh, conspiracy, you know, there's a lot of them, especially on the web. Some of them are just like, whoa, crazy. Some of them are repeats from the Middle Ages. Uh, but I want you to know uh, that I have to give this proviso that your pastor has a conspiracy that he believes in. And I believe in probably the biggest conspiracy in the world. And I, it comes from a verse. It's 1 John 4, 19. Excuse me. It is um, 1 John 5, 19. And it says, we know that we are the children of God and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And people have asked me, do you really, really, you know, pre-Christians have asked me, do you really believe there's a personal and real devil, Satan of old? And I do. And I think objectively that I can prove evil. And the biggest one that proves it is the outbreak every so often of genocide. And from the Armenian, the last 120 years, the Armenian genocide, uh, the killing of the Jews in concentration camps uh, by Hitler, uh, the, the gulags of Stalin and probably 20 million people that were murdered, uh, the, the revolutions and the killing in Mao Zedong, uh, Pol Pot in uh, Cambodia, uh, the Rwanda you know, tribal uh, uh, genocide, uh, the one in suburbia in the early 90s, to, uh, 2000, I mean 1990s, uh, the outbreak of genocide, and then we even see it happening like the, the, that shooter uh, in Las Vegas that, that mowed down tons of people, and we see the evil, and the answer is what is behind so much evil in the last century? What is causing all this? And the answer is that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And one of the reasons why we pray for our leaders and we pray uh, for people in high authority is because we know behind them is the evil one, the devil of old that wants to be a liar and a murderer and wants to kill people and destroy and bring war and famine and hatred. And one of the things that's behind a lot of that is the evil one. And I'm not one of those ones like Flip Wilson, the comedian from the 60s, says, the devil made me do it. I'm not saying that we blame the devil for everything because we have responsibility. But there still is this idea, and it is a conspiracy theory, that the devil is behind so much of the evil. And number six, I came to it, number six is... Um, Number one, we had be subject. Uh, number two, pay your taxes. Number three, pay respect. Number four, pray for kings. Number five, conscience. And number six is this continuing debt to love. Let no debt remain outstanding except to, love, to continuing debt to love one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. And I truly believe that love is the only solution for social relations and national problems. 
And the debt that I owe the most to was paid, for Je- but paid by Jesus for my sins on the cross. And he paid for my sins, and he is the one that set me free. And if you believe in him, he sets you free and frees you from debt. And so then we can say, like in 1 John four nineteen, we love because he first loved us. And the gospel is the power to salvation for first the Jews and then Gentiles. And there's something that's so powerful about us not being in debt except for love. And we love our neighbors and we love people. And we treat them with respect. And it's awesome. Amen? You guys all know that. You all believe what I'm saying, so that's wonderful. Uh, I want you to know that I want to pray for our country. This is... uh, uh, the birthday, you know, of our country, and July 4th is lots of fun, uh, and uh, so I want to pray, uh, but I want to pray for our nation, I want to pray for our president, I want to pray for our governor, so after I get done praying, then we'll do communion together. Father God, I just lift up uh, our country. You know that uh, I love America, and I just pray that you would bless America, Lord Jesus. Oh, that you would bring a, a continuing um, revival to our country. I pray for our president to be with President Biden. We pray that you would bless him and keep him, shine your face upon him, give him wisdom. And then we also pray for our governor. We just pray that you would be with him and bless him. And we also pray that you would give him wisdom and when to say that the emergency is over. Pray that you would uh, bless our state. Pray that you'd bless all our leaders, all the politicians in our cities and counties and the legislature. We just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.